Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This is podcast number 947. Now that's a complete lie. How does this? This podcast number four or five? I'm really glad that um, all three of you tuned in today to listen. And that also is a joke. I'm just full of the jokes today. That's right. I think we have like 40 listeners now. That's pretty cool. 40 listeners in the first three weeks. Can't imagine where this is going to go, but it's going to be fun. And we do it for fun and we do it for you guys. And speaking of you guys, holy mackerel, for July, there's going to be so much free stuff given away, guys. Free workshops, free ebooks, free courses, free samples, free, free, free. That's the name of the game. It is free July. So make sure that you're checking your email. Make sure that you're tuning in. Make sure you get your free stuff because a lot of our free stuff is actually just recycled paid stuff. That's pretty cool. So people are paying some big dollars. You are getting it for free. So stay tuned and stay tuned for our new launch community. What the heck does that mean? That doesn't even sound right. Stay tuned for our new community, which is launching today. It's going to be wild. We're going to be selecting just a few people into it and i'm not going to say too much but it's going to be super cool all right today's podcast is going to be on mortality mortality and legacy and yes maybe that sounds a little grim but stick with it don't be afraid of death let me talk to you about death today and i'm telling you something do not tune out because we've got some wild stuff to talk about Stuff that you probably don't think about at all, and stuff that you probably need to be thinking about. So, without further ado, as they say, let us begin the podcast by saying, I went to the doctor last week. That's right, I went to the doctor on my regular physical, and the doctor says, John, your blood pressure is high. And I'm like, yeah, doc, no kidding, it's high. I'm 30 pounds overweight, I don't exercise. Of course it's going to be high. And he proceeds to give me a big, long lecture about how serious high blood pressure is. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, you got to get on medication. I'm like, doc, I ain't taking no medication. Like, are you crazy? I'm just going to start working out again and, um, you know, start eating better and it'll be fine. He then goes on again and talks about, you know, you can get a stroke and you can get a heart attack and, uh, you know, the silent killer and how many people die every year of blood pressure, high blood pressure related diseases and so on and so on. And, you know, if you if you know my history, some of you do, if you're certainly a mentor or client, we talk about, you know, where I came from and the cheat codes to my success. I, I share those with everybody in the mentor courses. But, you know, when I was a teenager, I was a really good hockey player. I played junior A hockey. I kind of sort of got drafted into the NHL. Uh, long story. But and by the time I'm 80, I will have played in the NHL. That's hockey for the for you guys who don't follow. That's hockey, but that's professional hockey. The thing is this. My whole life I worked out. So after hockey, I was on the police force, right? On the police forces on the SWAT team. After the police forces, and I owned fitness clubs. So my whole life I was in amazing shape. And I'm talking seriously good shape. In university, when I was playing, I was playing varsity hockey then. And I remember my girlfriend, she introduced me to her father and her dad's like, oh my God, aren't you afraid of him? Because I was so big, I was huge. 
obviously being a police officer, you're in fairly good shape. I mean, I guess that's not really true. We've seen some pretty porky piggies out there. But for the most part, I mean, if you're a good cop, you're smart enough to take care of yourself. But certainly on the SWAT team, you have no choice. I mean, literally no choice. We had to mandatorily work out one hour a day as a team. So usually we did it when we went into work. But if we were busy heading out to a call, we do it mid-shift or end shift. It was very, very, very rare when we didn't work out during hours. And if we didn't, then we had to work out when we came back. It wasn't an option. You had as, as sure as putting your uniform on, you had to work out on the SWAT team. Really, every officer should have to do that. Anyways, then in the fitness clubs, I worked out. I remember I was getting like kind of a little little fat, and one of my senior district managers said to me, man, you got to work out because you cannot be owning fitness clubs and be fat. And she's so right. Like, you just cannot own fitness clubs and be 30 pounds overweight. So I sell the fitness clubs, <clears throat> really enjoy myself, enjoy some traveling and some fine dining. And I guess I just got lazy and out of shape, and that's it. So here we are. 30 pounds overweight and not really working out. But I know how to work out. I know how to take care of myself. I know the health. I know the fitness. So what do I need medication for? So anyways, I leave and I'm driving home and I'm thinking to myself, geez, imagine if I actually got a heart attack. Imagine if I actually got a stroke. Imagine that. And you have to say imagine that because... You don't think about those things. How often do you think about death? How often do you think about, geez, I could actually die tomorrow. You get hit by a car. You could get cancer. You get a heart attack. God forbid, depending where you live, you get murdered. You could die in a plane crash, a car crash. Like, look at all the ways you could actually die. And, every, and people are dying every day. But we never think it's going to happen to us. I mean, especially in the younger group. When I was on the SWAT team, my girlfriend, who's also a police officer, she was on the sexual assault squad. So they dealt with, obviously, all sexual assaults and rapes, but they also dealt with, like, child rapes, uh, pedophiles and stuff like that. And I always said to her, I could never do that job. Because interviewing a pedophile, I would literally kill the guy. But she always said to me, I could never be on the SWAT team because, I mean, every call you go to is life-endangering. When people are in trouble, who do they call? They call the police. When the police are in trouble, they call the SWAT team. So, for me, I never looked at it that way. I never had any fear. I used to ride motorcycles on the road. I never drove a motorcycle down the road and thought, oh my God, I could fall off and die. And even now we drive cars. We don't sit there and go, and I got some very fast cars, and sometimes I drive very fast. But I don't think, oh, my God, I could blow a tire and die. It's just sort of not the way we think. It's not really the way anybody thinks, not the way you think. But driving home made me think a little bit because the doctor, not that I believe him, not that I think uh, I need medication or I I'm really going to get a stroke or heart attack, but certainly planted that seed. And look, the reality is we are all going to die. As sad and as crazy as that sounds, because it doesn't seem real. It does not seem real that every single one of us are going to die. And what 
is even more crazy is we don't know when we're going to die. We just don't. We don't know when that big one comes. And so when I'm driving home, certainly I have no fear of death. That was long gone. Seven years as a policeman, you, there's no fear of death anymore. Every time you go to work, every shift you put that bulletproof vest on, strap that gun belt on and go to work, jump in that police car, you know that something could happen. Ironically, being on SWAT was much more controlled because you're driving around with two or three guys in a van full of guns, machine guns, submachine guns, long-range weapons, short-range weapons, gas, gas masks, non-lethal bullets. You actually felt ballistic shields, ballistic helmets. So, I, you know, I actually felt safer in the SWAT team. But anyways, the point is, certainly I never really had fear of death. And my mom was a nurse. She was a nurse for like 40 years. And so between my mom and I, the amount of dead people we've seen is crazy. Anyways, but I'm thinking as I'm driving, I mean, listen, the reality is I'm going to die. Great way to be thinking on your drive home. And I thought to myself, not, oh, no, I'm going to die. I thought to myself, if I die today, and this is where I want you to ask yourself the exact same question. If I died today, would I be happy with my legacy? Now, in your case, maybe it's money. Maybe it's like, maybe your legacy is what people think of you or tributes. Maybe your legacy is what you've left behind. Maybe your legacy is what you've done in your life. It's up to you to decide. For me, money has nothing to do with my legacy. I have the comfort of knowing that my kids are taken care of and, well, maybe even their kids. But certainly my kids are taken care of financially if I die. That'll never be a problem. But that's not enough for me. Because when I die, I want to have left a mark on the world or certainly left a mark on the population of many people, thousands, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, I don't know, but something. I can't quantify it, but I don't want John Wheeler just to be a dead guy. And they said, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He, whatever. Like, what did he? Nobody's going to sit back and say, oh, yeah, John Wheeler. I remember him. He's a policeman. That'll be long gone. Five, 10, 15, 20 years ago, there's no John Wheeler, the policeman. There's no John Wheeler, the fitness guy. There's no John Wheeler, the guy who owned the marketing company. And so it's really one of the reasons that I started 595 Mentor. Not just to leave a legacy, although that was part of it. It's a very, very small part of it. But so that I could give back to the community. I could give back to people trying to make money. That people who had the real spirit and desire to want to be great and to want to leave a mark in the world and to want to have their business become huge and worth a ton of money so they could be successful. That's one of the reasons we started this. I love doing 595 Mentor. I love it doing a lot more than the agency work. We just signed up a client not too long ago. Well, actually this month, when I say not too long ago, literally a couple weeks ago, $25,000 for a one-time job 
of creating a funnel, their ads, their scripts, their emails, their sequences, and uh, their chatbots, the whole thing. It, what, is there really any fun in that? Is there any legacy that I'm leaving behind in that? No, there's not. But when I come to mentor and talk to you guys and talk to you, and that's one of the reasons that we're doing so much free stuff and doing these free workshops. I'd love to be involved with what you guys are doing. I love to hear what you want and I love to hear what you're trying to do. And I'd love to take you from point A to B. What honestly is better than somebody signing up for my course and eight weeks later, they're making 30, 40, 50, 60,000 a month. What's better than one of my students upgrading to another one of my courses and making a hundred or three hundred thousand dollars a month? And what's better than clients paying big money for a mastermind group, but seeing them strive for a million dollars a month? Because there I'm leaving behind legacies. Somebody who creates a $20 million company or even a million dollar company and is able to provide for their family, is able to create something and change their life and change the way they live and change the where, where they live and change what they drive and what they wear and how they feel about themselves. That's a tremendous feeling knowing that I helped guide them there that my success was shared with people like you who are trying to get there. That's legacy for me to create a hundreds of thousands of people. And like, I don't know if we're ever going to get that big because that's a lot of work and it's a lot of time, but to create thousands of people, and we've signed up to a thousand people already in the last three years. And now we're really rolling. This is becoming something really crazy. I cannot believe how well we're doing how many people we're signing up and really this sort of brand and community that we're creating. We're so happy to have you part of that community, but the feeling that I have and people ask me all the time, especially in those mentor groups, like you, you dedicate so much time. How do you have the time to do it? I really don't because the agency side, well, we got good staff, but the agency side takes up a lot of time. Clients paying us fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars a month. Somebody paying twenty-five thousand dollars for two weeks' work, three weeks' work. We don't charge anywhere near that. I mean, our, our most expensive package is twenty-five thousand dollars for a whole year for the mastermind, and you know we've got courses for forty-nine dollars, and now we're just blasting out a bunch of free stuff. But this is a way for me to create that legacy. And when John Wheeler dies, when John Wheeler dies, I would love there to be an army of people, thousands of people that I've helped create life-changing businesses for them. That's what I would love. What I would love is to hear your kids 20 years from now talking about how their dad got mentored by a guy named John Wheeler who taught him how to start his business. And by then, 20 years from now, they're going to be laughing, going, oh yeah, they had this thing called, uh, you know, the internet where they had to like talk into microphones and type in keyboards. That would be so cool. And so the legacy is not for my ego. It's not for, you know, me saying, oh, look at what I did. The legacy is for my kids. 
for my kids to be so proud of me, my kids to know that their dad helped so many people, my kids to know that even after I'm dead and in the ground and rotted and, and turned to dust, that's so gruesome, right? <laughs> you can just burn me, just cremate me. But the idea being that my kids know that the name John Wheeler had changed other people's lives. That's what I want for my legacy. And so the story is about your legacy, not mine. This story is just me telling you what I want in my life, but do you think about your legacy? Do you think about what you want in your life? Does it ever cross your mind that, holy crap, if I died today, what legacy did I leave behind? What legacy did I leave behind for my wife or my kids or my mother or my father or whoever you have or for yourself even, right? What legacy did you leave behind? Is it good enough? Is it what you wanted? Have you even thought about it before? I want you to ask yourself those questions today. I want you to ask yourself that question is, if I died today, would I be happy with the legacy that I left behind? And presumably the answer is no. I hope it's yes, but it's probably not. Because if it was, you probably wouldn't be here today. Because you're still on that journey, right? You're still on that journey to success. And so... The fact that you say it's no is not a problem. I say no too. I'm in the same boat. But I want you to look at it and consider how you change and how you can change your daily habits, your discipline, your determination, and your motivation to become better and to do better to ensure that that legacy is left behind. That's what I want. Because discipline is a never-ending struggle. It's a daily struggle for everybody. Don't think that Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates, don't think that the richest men in the world get up every morning at 5.30 and work out and eat perfectly and work all day. Never have any vices, never do anything wrong. It's a struggle the people who are most successful with it are the people are the ones that are able to capture the struggle or control the struggle. But we all, we all have these demons. So one of my top, top, top employees talking to her the other day, and I can tell things are not getting done. I know things are not getting done. And so I said to her, hey, you don't seem to be on top of the game right now. Tell me what's going on. Nothing's going on. Everything's great. Okay, good, good, good. Why is this not done? Why is this not? I'm working on it. Okay. Let me ask you something. Because, you know, I know this girl loves to be on her phone. Well, they all love to be on their phone. Jeez. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, social media is not the greatest thing in the world. It really is not. So, anyways, I say to her, do me a favor right now. Go to your screen time. Screenshot it and send it to me. And sure enough, this great employee of mine, and I don't say that facetiously, she is great, was on her phone for four hours and 45 minutes in one day, a working day at that. 
And so normally I would probably rip her, but in this case, I certainly did not. I just asked her, is that the best you can do? Are you proud of yourself? Are you disappointed in yourself? Right? That's somebody who can ask themselves. If I die today, am I happy with what I left behind? Am I happy with the legacy that I left behind? Something must sacrifice. Because if you don't sacrifice the things that are not important, you sacrifice the things that are. I'm doing it right now. I'm eating these wonderfully delicious steak sandwich or veal sandwiches. You know, those Italian ones, those big ones, eating a burrito. Oh my God. Delicious, right? Going out to dinner and having a steak and some potatoes and some escargot and some garlic bread and a Caesar salad, followed by a wonderful hot chocolate molten lava cake with an extra scoop of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> right? That stuff's delicious. Delicious. But is it really important compared to my health? So I sacrifice my health for that short-term pleasure, right? I'm sacrificing health, not sacrificing the food, sacrificing the health. The sugar becomes first, the carbs become first, the exercise is last, your health is last. That's all backwards. That's completely backwards. That's not the way you're supposed to do it. And as a result, instead of having a body like a Greek god with ripped abs, huge muscles, I'm 30 pounds overweight like a fat little porky. Because I've sacrificed my health for things that aren't important. Food's not important. So are you sacrificing your success by watching TV, being on your phone too much, partying, drinking, smoking? I don't know. But probably you have to look at your lifestyle. Not probably. You have to look at your lifestyle. If you are not where you want to be today, look at your lifestyle. What needs to go? What needs to be sacrificed? I'm going to say it again. If you don't sacrifice the small things, you sacrifice the big things. And that's life. That is it. You have no choice. There's no way around that because there's not enough hours in a day. There's not enough hours a day to watch TV, to be in your phone, to hang around, to sleep in late, to go to bed late, and still do everything that you need to do to be successful. So you have to sacrifice something. And as you get more successful, you have to make some big, big decisions because some things have to sacrifice. Sometimes it's your family. I remember we were flying in my partner's private jet. And he had 400 fitness clubs. We were talking about, I think I had maybe 18 at the time. Maybe a little less, maybe 15. And I was asking him, saying, what does it take to get to 400? Oh, actually, I said, what does it take to get to 100? And he was talking about the sacrificing. And he had uh, five small kids when he was building those 400 clubs. And he said, you know, I would get on the jet. It was a different jet. But he goes, I would get on the plane. And I spent 21 days on the road. His clubs were all over the U.S. And he said, I just fly from city to city, talk to the managers, do club inspections, you know, kind of get the lay of the land, see what's going on. And during that time, those five small kids were at home being taken care of by his lovely wife. 
And at the time I had one small kid, she was under one. And I remember thinking, no, that sacrifice is not worth it to me. Now, Ron sold those clubs for 200 million cash. But it was not worth it to me. It was not worth it to sacrifice my kids. Now, in Ron's situation, he grew up, that was my partner, the, the guy I'm talking about, he grew up very poor. And for him, the opportunity was enormous. He had opportunity, he took advantage of that opportunity. In fact, he was a genius because he found opportunity where other people thought, you know, it was a nightmare. Other people's nightmares, other people's problems were Ron's opportunity. And so for him, he knew that his legacy was going to be, my kids will never grow up poor. My kids will never have to experience what I experienced. And he did so well, and he took, uh, did paid so much money. His kids were taken care of. His those kids were taken care of. His kids' kids were taken care of. And I think last time I talked to him, is working on his, you know, his grandkids, his uh, great grandkids being taken care of. So that was what Ron. Blah 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 blah. And so that wasn't the level that I was prepared to sacrifice. And it's the same thing. I talk to people all the time and they're like, how do I get what you have? How do I become as rich as you? And I tell everybody how to do it. I tell everybody what it takes. And some people aren't prepared to make that sacrifice. And some people actually are not meant to be successful. And they have to understand that they're just not meant for that. Some people love working nine to five, coming home, seeing their family. And when I say coming home, I'm talking about coming home at six o'clock at night, seeing their family, watching TV, eating dinner together as a family, going to bed at 11 o'clock, getting up at seven o'clock in the morning, going to work for nine the next day and doing the whole thing over and over again. They love that. You know, policing's like that. I only worked 17 days in a month. All the other days, we had days off. I think we were like four on, three off, three on, three off, seven on, six off. Can't remember exactly, but something like that. For me, although I did ask myself a lot of times in the police force, and it's ultimately what made me leave is that, is this all that I can do? Am I really doing my best? I loved it. I loved it. But I knew I could do more. And so not a lot of people, for sure. I shouldn't say a lot of people, but for sure there are people that come into the course or that have calls with me. They're not prepared to do that. They don't want to do it. They're perfectly happy doing a nine-to-five job, making $60,000 a year. They're not prepared to sacrifice for what they think they want. Right? They think they want the big house and lots of cars and expensive trips and blah, blah, blah. They think they want it. But when you tell them what it takes, they're not prepared to do that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that in any way whatsoever. You need soldiers and you need generals to win the war. And some people are made to be soldiers and some people are made to be generals. And that is that. You just have to decide what you want. 
And if you know in your heart that you want to leave that legacy, that you want to be successful, that you want to make millions of dollars, then I'm telling you today, be prepared to sacrifice the little things that don't matter. I'm going to start doing that today with food. Does that Big Mac matter? I mean, let's be honest. I don't really eat Big Macs very often. More of those nice burritos. But no, the Big Mac doesn't matter. The burrito doesn't matter. The pizza doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm almost thinking, geez, I would go ahead and grab a pizza real quick because uh, I might could start dieting tomorrow. But now nah, I got to start today. I do. I love food. It's good. It's so good. Mm. But those things don't matter. What does matter is your health, being healthy, being fit, feeling great, living longer, having quality time as you get older. All those things are what matter. And for you, what doesn't matter is all the crap. And I hear it every single solitary day when I'm talking to you guys, when I'm talking to students, when I'm talking with the book calls. Every day I hear the same bullshit over and over again. Oh, but I this. Oh, but I that. No, stop it. Just shut up. Please stop talking like that. You're polluting your brain. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. I don't care if your dog was sick. I don't care if you were sick. I don't care if you didn't feel good. I don't care if you're busy on your real job. If you want to be successful... You must make those sacrifices and your mind must be disciplined and focused and determined and you must be motivated to reach those goals. Because if you're not, you will never be successful. And one day you will die and you will say to yourself, I wish I had have done more. Because everything that you wish and everything that you want can come true. That's the world we're in today. Because we are in this crazy, insane world where you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars easily. We have never been in this world before. We've never been. It's never, never. Look, when I was making my money, you had to have at least six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars to start a fitness club. And remember, I had ladies clubs. They weren't even that big. So today you need nothing. You can literally start your business with your iPhone and buy some software for maybe, you know, 200 bucks, 300 bucks a month. That's it. You're done. You can go on YouTube and Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and all these things. You don't even need to advertise and you can start your own business. So there is no excuse. If you want to do it, if you want to make it, then you got to sacrifice things in your life that don't matter. And as you start making more money and as you start doing better and as you start getting more successful, you have to sacrifice more for the end game of leaving that legacy. And the end game of being where you want to be. It is not a cakewalk. It is not easy. It is not for everybody. Jack Welsh, one of the greatest CEOs of our time, who ran GE, at the end of a successful career, he wrote a great book. It was a really amazing book called Winning. I, I really suggest everybody read that book, Jack Welsh, Winning. 
And he said, you know, I, I may be one of the greatest CEOs of all time, as some people say, and I've won many awards. And I took GE to one of the greatest companies of all times with some of the highest profits of all times. But I lost two marriages and never saw my kids. Or I think it was his daughter. I'm not even sure about kids, but there's certainly one girl he was talking about specifically. That was a big, big price to pay, but Jack knew that something had to give. Something had to give. So the podcast today is about you deciding what your legacy is going to be. And once you determine that, now you got to decide what you're prepared to sacrifice. What are you prepared to sacrifice to leave that legacy behind? Because it's an ongoing journey. And if you want it all, if you want to rule the world, if you want to make a million dollars a month, a million dollars a year, or a million dollars over the next 10 years, I am here to help you, and I am here to guide you, and I am here to give you success. And not just me, but our whole team at 595 Mentor is here for you. And this week, you're going to get, I mean, this month, you're going to get so much free stuff, so keep an eye out for it. But like always, if you want to talk to me, just book a call. I love talking to you guys. But remember, one day we all die. What do you want your legacy to be? That is it. If you have any questions, leave a comment below. Can you even leave a comment below? I have no idea what the interface even looks like. But if you can't leave a comment below, certainly book a call with me. Send me an email, john at 595mentor.com. And stay tuned for one of the most incredible, incredible things we've ever done with this company. And that is our online community, 595 Social, which is going to blow your mind. And it is free. Guys, have a great day. And please think about what are you prepared to do every day? What are you prepared to sacrifice to reach your goals and make your life mean something? Talk to you later. Thank mm-hmm. you.